Welcome to Jerusalem Studio Podcast. Join us to discuss the latest updates from Israel and the region. Shalom and welcome to Jerusalem Studio. The eastern Mediterranean, which was relatively tranquil over the last several decades, has recently become a bone of contention and a hotbed of activity. Three major centers of attention are Syria and its neighbors, Turkey to its north, and Lebanon to its south and west. Turkey has adopted a militant position vis-à-vis the exploration and exploitation of undersea resources in areas in dispute between it and Greece. And Lebanon is reported to drag its feet in the talks with Israel on demarcating their maritime boundary. To put it all in perspective, joining us from Athens, Greece, is Dr. Antonio Dimu, who is the Director of Middle East and Persian Gulf Unit at the Institute for Security and Defense Analysis in Athens. Welcome. Thank you. Also joining our panel today from elsewhere here in Jerusalem is Professor Ephraim Ba, who is the president of the Jerusalem Institute for Strategy and Security. Shalom. Hi, everybody. And with us here in the studio is our TV7 analyst, Mr. Amir Ora, and give us a broader update on the latest pertaining to this topic. Well, we may be uh, uh, sinning in generalizing in talking about the Mediterranean or the Eastern Mediterranean as if it is uh, one area and uh, we are putting all of the topics in in a single basket. But there is a common denominator to several of these uh, issues. Let's start with Israel and Lebanon. We had here in the studio, in one of our shows, uh, Watchmen Talk, Israeli Energy Minister Yuval Steinitz, who provided us with a unique update on the talks between Israel and Lebanon on demarcating the maritime boundary between um, their uh, exclusive economic zones um, west of the Israeli and Lebanese coasts. And what uh, uh, Minister Steinitz said was that, uh, uh, disappointingly enough, rather than have some progress in the three rounds of talks held uh, at Nakura, just just north of the uh, Israeli border, Um, there was uh, uh, an apparent Lebanese intention of going back to old claims uh, which were shelved um, 10 years ago. Now, whether this is because of some Hezbollah or Syrian pressure remains to be seen. But the talks will resume in December, and hopefully we will see some progress. Uh, The major problem right now stems from Turkish initiatives. Uh, vis-à-vis the Mediterranean, and Antonia will, of course, elaborate uh, more on what is happening on the uh, Turkish-Greek front. And the front right now is uh, maritime, but it could be in the air and on the ground uh, too. And lastly, one should watch what is happening uh, in Cyprus, because again, the Turks have tried to change the status quo. The, The Turks, of course, have invaded uh, Cyprus uh, in 1974. Uh, Part of the country uh, is under their control. There were some initiatives regarding the reunification or some arrangement of the the, uh, country there. The Israeli defense minister has been to Cyprus for talks with his counterpart. There is an Israeli-Cypriot-Greek alliance supported by 
Egypt, Italy, and France, and we have to watch for developments uh, coming out of Turkey. Indeed. Uh, I'd like actually to refer the next uh, uh, question to Professor Inbal. We heard uh, energy minister in uh, the Turkish energy minister uh, Fatih uh, Donmez reiterate Turkey's resolve on continuing its activities in the Eastern Mediterranean, regardless of Western pressures of uh, uh, of Greece, of of uh, various uh, comments by uh, the European Union of its intention to possibly also sanction Turkey beyond what it already has done uh, thus far. Uh, seemingly uh, very adamant on uh, finding somewhat of a shift of the status quo that has uh, emerged following the the uh, Sykes-Picot and, and uh, uh, the the demarcation of of uh, uh, what we know today to be Turkey. Do you see a certain uh, response to that in light of the latest developments, or? Are we expected to see a continued policy of uh, growing uh, efforts by Turkey to expand its boundaries uh, and uh, doing so by me- by all means attainable, including dialogue, including exploratory talks potentially with Greece, but also by means of setting realities on the ground uh, by strong power, military means? Uh, what we see is uh, basically typical uh, Turkish behavior. They uh, try to get uh, the best possible from their own perspective uh, by using uh, adamant language, as you mentioned. And uh, unless uh, they are uh, opposed by military power, by sanctions, uh, they'll continue to do the same. Uh, We've seen it uh, even uh, vis-a-vis Americans. So uh, I think we should expect uh, continuous Um, strong statements by uh, Turkish policymakers, and sometimes accompanied by deeds. Uh, Of course, the exploration ships are in the Mediterranean, and unless there will be a military presence uh, to uh, drive them away, they'll continue to do it. Uh, I think that we see also, uh, from a Turkish perspective, very good signs. The Europeans uh, just had uh, a conference in Brussels, basically deciding not uh, to do anything about Turkish behavior. Uh, In Washington, uh, President Trump uh, seems to be, in his own words, a friend of Erdogan. And uh, we don't see any American reaction to Turkish behavior in Libya, in uh, Iraq, in in the Gulf. So uh, the Erdogan's uh, betting on this aggressive policy seems so far to be successful. Dr. Odimu, at a time when Germany is somewhat calling the shots, uh, uh, evidently more so than France, which was more adamant on supporting Greece and Cyprus uh, in uh, its position uh, vis-a-vis Turkey, uh, it seems like the European Union is somewhat crippled in uh, providing a response to Ankara's uh, foreign policy in the eastern Mediterranean. Uh, as uh, Mr. Oren mentioned earlier, Israel has uh, uh, had uh, uh, various talks with uh, both uh, uh, the defense minister, uh, ministerial level uh, of uh, alternate uh, premier and defense minister Benny Gantz, who traveled to Cyprus, uh, held meetings with uh, both 
his Cypriot and Greek counterparts. Also before that, uh, his uh, um, uh, colleague, the foreign minister of Israel, Gabi Ashkenazi, had uh, similar meetings with his counterparts in uh, Cyprus. Uh, but we see more and more involvement be between those three nations at a time when President Erdogan calls for a two-state solution in uh, Cyprus, something that, uh, uh, surprisingly, or maybe not, uh, uh, the United Nations uh, Secretary General Antonio Guterres uh, came out and supported from his perspective. Uh, how, how do you see all of this develop? Are we going to see a somewhat of a growing alliance between Greece uh, or Athens, Nicosia and Jerusalem in the face of, of international reluctance to act? Uh, yes, Jonathan, uh, you you put uh, the whole uh, issue in the right uh, context. Uh, well, we had uh, indeed uh, this uh, this uh, last uh, last week uh, the trilateral uh, meeting of the defense ministers of uh, Greece, Israel, and uh, Cyprus, and they have reiterated their commitment uh, to uh, to continue to solidify their strategic partnerships in the domain of security and defense. And uh, this is very, very important because at the same time, they have reiterated their commitment to uh, conduct uh, frequent uh, military exercises in, or in order to share best practices, uh, knowledge, and also to uh, share their comparative advantages and uh, military capabilities through uh, joint uh, training. Uh, so Greece uh, unites uh, forces uh, with Israel and it belongs to that group of regional countries consisted of Egypt, Saudi Arabia, uh, Cyprus and the United Arab Emirates that they want uh, to counter Turkey's assertiveness through coalition building and through broader regional arrangements, always in compliance with international law. Now, coming to the other aspect of your question, we've seen uh, an unprecedented uh, level of provocations uh, from the Turkish side that uh, show, uh, literally speaking, that Turkey is not interested neither in conflict re resolution nor in the conduct of uh, dialogue with uh, Greece. Uh, well, uh, President Erdogan's recent uh, visit uh, to the northern part uh, of Cyprus on the occasion for, for the celebration of the 37th anniversary of the unilateral pro proclamation of the so-called, uh, uh, you know, uh, pseudo-state, the pseudo-state in the northern part of Cyprus, uh, plus his uh, visit to the defense uh, city of uh, Varosha, show that uh, both uh, acts uh, show that uh, he contravenes uh, UN Security Council resolutions 550 and 789. Both uh, resolutions call explicitly for the transfer of the fenced uh, city of uh, Varosa to the UN administration. And uh, this, uh, with these moves, uh, Erdogan, President Erdogan undermines uh, Secretary General's, UN Secretary General's uh, efforts uh, to restart uh, informal uh, plus five one party uh, negotiations and discussions uh, for uh, the resolution of the Cyprus issue. But much worse is the fact uh, that uh, Erdogan is trying to split a European uh, member country in, in half. And this uh, has to be discussed in the European Council and uh, Turkey must uh, face uh, consequences. Indeed. Um, Mr. Oren, where is the European Union in a point where its outer borders are threatened? As Mr. Uh, uh, sorry, Dr. Dimu uh, said, uh, stated correctly, 
Turkey is trying to split an EU member state in half. Uh, what does it mean about other EU member states that may be threatened by external forces? And uh, last but not least, to what degree uh, is it not uh, a time to go and, and communicate with Turkey about its frustrations and maybe find a solution on a diplomatic level that would realize a uh, common ground maybe in order to, to bring about a, a, a point of, of tranquility to a region that, that may also face uh, much strife in the near future. The European Union, uh, to put it uh, mildly, has seen better days. Not only because of uh, Brexit, of course, uh, losing one of its uh, uh, three leaders, but the other two, France and Germany, are at odds regarding Turkey. Um, French President Macron uh, has become uh, uh, so vilified in the uh, Turkish media and uh, by Erdogan personally that uh, he has uh, almost uh, become uh, the main enemy of uh, the uh, second Ottoman Empire to be. While Germany, under Chancellor Merkel, uh, uh, wants to heal uh, the rift between uh, Turkey and the other members, because, of course, Germany has uh, its own uh, uh, millions of uh, citizens of Turkish origin. Uh, it worries about uh, the migrant uh, problem. And one cannot uh, talk about uh, a unified EU position. In early December, every year, you have the uh, uh, foreign ministerial meeting of NATO countries uh, in Brussels. This time around, it will probably uh, be uh, a Zoom conference rather than uh, uh, an actual one, only a virtual uh, meeting. And there too, uh, one can hardly uh, um, think of a unified position because Turkey is a member of NATO. The other members cannot come up with something which will satisfy uh, Turkey. Uh, at most, uh, they can expect um, uh, not to have um, a fight between France uh, and Turkey there. One more point, you mentioned um, Defense Minister Benny Gantz. Turkey, of course, used to be one of Israel's uh, best military allies in the region up until some 18 years ago. Greece and uh, uh, Cyprus have supplanted it to an excellent degree. The Israeli Air Force trains in Greece, and uh, the Israeli Commando Brigade trains in Cyprus because the terrain there is so different than the one we have here in Israel. They don't have deserts, which is fine. We have enough of those. And Israel uh, is a very small country and small airspace. So the Israeli Air Force and commandos find it an excellent place to train in mountainous and wooded areas, which they may find as their next uh, fronts. So the Israeli officers coming back from Cyprus and uh, Greece always uh, praise these two countries uh, as improving their readiness. Indeed, uh, we can hear plenty of praise. Uh, Professor Inbal, same uh, question to you about the European Union. Uh, uh, French President Emmanuel Macron um, referred to 
the the NATO alliance has brained out at some point about its uh, capacity to protect its own member states and actually act uh, in a, a united position. Is this uh, an attribute that we can also cling to this uh, European Union, which even though had uh, uh, initially uh, good intentions about realizing uh, a union of no wars and, and uh, cooperation uh, post-World War II uh, now seems to be more of a, 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 an institution that is trying to cling to an idea that uh, is seemingly falling apart. Well, it seems that uh, the EU is uh, in a serious crisis. Uh, we had Brexit. Uh, we, have, uh, we had uh, an economic crisis that uh, hardly... Uh, ended. Uh, we have now a pandemic that makes uh, the life of Europeans uh, very difficult and throwing money at it doesn't seem to, to work. Maybe we'll have a vaccine. Uh, the UA, EU is uh, an uh, impotent actor, basically. And uh, I don't think that uh, Greece or Cyprus should uh, rely on it. I would like to, to make a point about the partition suggestion by Erdogan. This is a change of policy in Turkey. And it seems to me, without being an insider, that in Ankara, they gave up on taking over Cyprus. Uh, their support for the Anan, UN uh, uh, Secretary General, uh, was, uh, in my view, a device to take over Cyprus, to unify Cyprus and to make uh, Cyprus via uh, Turkish immigration, uh, part of Turkey. Now they realize that this is not possible and they suggest partition uh, to establish a, a proxy state in northern Cyprus. And I'm not sure this is such a bad idea. Uh, basically, uh, uh, partitions uh, between uh, populations that cannot live together very well, uh, I think it's... Uh, 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 conducive to better coexistence. Uh, of course, uh, the two-state solution is uh, offered uh, to Israel. Uh, the two-state solution was implemented, uh, you know, with some difficulties between India and Pakistan. So I think that uh, maybe uh, Cyprus is an area where uh, there may be progress uh, versus uh, uh, Turkey. I'm not sure the, the Greek Cypriots really want to annex uh, the northern part where, uh, uh, in my view, close to a million additional Turks arrived since uh, the Turkish uh, occupation. So this is uh, uh, something that, uh, you know, the world community should think about and try to uh, divert some of the Turkish aggression uh, to to uh, make a deal with, with Cyprus. I would like to point another uh, event just happened today. I just read it, that uh, Egyptian ships are uh, passing through the Bosphorus to uh, uh, have uh, uh, some exercises, naval exercises, with together Russia. with the Russian uh, Navy. Um, and uh, this is, of course, a warning to Turkey. And it's only the Russians that have a, a real leverage and they are willing to use it vis-a-vis -vis, uh, Turkey. Uh, they, of course, uh, uh, limit uh, the Turkish uh, 
presence in, in Syria. They were uh, central for reaching uh, a, an agreement between Azerbaijan that is supported by Turkey and the Armenians, in which, of course, the Russians get a, an important role. Uh, but Russia is uh, uh, probably the only uh, regional power that at, that at this time is ready uh, to uh, uh, show its muscles vis-a-vis uh, -vis Turkey. And uh, this creates, of course, interesting uh, international uh, equations. Indeed. Dr. Dimbo, I'd, I'd like to ask you about uh, uh, Russia, the United States, and Israel, for that matter. Uh, when we're uh, looking to uh, just recently, there was uh, uh, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov visited uh, uh, Athens uh, in order to uh, communicate about the Eastern Mediterranean, among others. And uh, the, the Russian Foreign Minister uh, was very careful in his wording with regard to the Eastern Mediterranean, but uh, he encouraged uh, particularly uh, more of a uh, dialogue, exploratory talks, and was very uh, ambivalent about any uh, support from Moscow uh, with regard to this dispute. Uh, shortly thereafter, of course, the Israeli foreign minister came there, uh, during which he also met with the Russian foreign minister with regard to other aspects of uh, uh, regional uh, geopolitical uh, uh, developments. Uh, and uh, thereafter, uh, the, uh, there was a meeting between uh, Greek Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis and Egyptian President Abdel Fattah al-Sisi uh, uh, as a, a continuation to the tripartite meeting that was held uh, before that uh, uh, with, together with uh, Nikos Anta uh, Anastasiades in, uh, 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 in Cyprus. Uh, there was a lot of, of uh, uh, good discussion uh, from what I hear from Athens uh, with uh, uh, the uh, with the Egyptian counterparts uh, about uh, the need to uh, mitigate Turkey's uh, influence in the Eastern Mediterranean. Uh, and uh, as part of that, uh, also in the statements made by Kyriakos Mitsotakis and the, his Egyptian counterpart, uh, it seemed like uh, Mit uh, uh, Mitsotakis is very um, optimistic about uh, a presumed future Biden administration uh, and his support to Greece uh, with uh, regard to the Eastern Mediterranean. How, how do you see all of that develop and, and come together into one picture? Well, uh, Greece uh, moves uh, to European and regional levels, and uh, it also looks uh, eager to cement uh, the regional partnerships. As you very accurately highlighted, the trilateral uh, partnership of the defense ministers of uh, Greece, Israel, and Cyprus that took uh, place very recently, uh, in their joint declaration, we have to acknowledge that uh, they have explicitly referred uh, to the United States of America as a major partner who can uh, participate in the so-called uh, three five, uh, plus uh, one uh, security arrangements, uh, meaning the trilateral partnership between uh, Greece, uh, Israel and uh, Cyprus. And it is a country that not only shares the same values with the three aforementioned countries, Washington, but it also has the same concerns when it comes to security and defense developments in the Eastern Mediterranean. Uh, now, uh, the United States is a major, major country uh, when it comes uh, to safeguarding uh, its very own security interests in this Mediterranean as well 
And this is explicitly highlighted, uh, if we recall, this Mediterranean Act of 2019 that is signed into law by the American president that um, uh, outlines uh, the pillars of the unfolding uh, American energy and security policies in this Mediterranean. For example, the act outlines uh, that the United States, along with Israel, Greece and Cyprus, should oppose any action in this Mediterranean that violates uh, international law, challenges regional stability and undermines good neighborly relations. And at the same time, the United States urges American companies to come and invest in the energy sector of this Mediterranean. We've seen very recently Chevron taking over uh, the acquisition of uh, maritime uh, blocks uh, from Noble Energy in uh, Israel and uh, Cyprus. Also, the United States is encouraging uh, uh, security cooperation in the region for the protection of critical energy infrastructure from unauthorized drilling and uh, terrorism, but also for the maintenance of uh, regional uh, stability. And uh, also, um, the U.S. is very, very uh, um, uh, decisive when it comes to warning uh, countries, uh, for example, uh, Turkey, against its meddling into uh, Cyprus exclusive economic zone and Greek airspace. Especially when it comes uh, to Greece, uh, the United States uh, has uh, a vigorous, uh, and it has a commitment to maintain a vigorous uh, naval presence at uh, the Suda, the naval facility at Suda Bay in the Greek island of Crete. Uh, for example, there are discussions underway for the creation of a second naval base at uh, Suda Bay. And it also uh, maintains mm -hmm. uh, its uh, US Army helicopter training in uh, the central part of, uh, of Greece and the deployment of uh, the American UAVs at the Laris Air Force Base in northern Greece. So we see that the major powers like uh, the United States are heavily involved when it comes to unfolding security and uh, defense uh, developments in this Mediterranean. And it seems that those developments are progressing. Uh, Mr. Olin, you have less than uh, 45 seconds. Uh, there is a difference between presence and influence. Uh, in Vietnam, the United States is not militarily involved on the ground, but it has more influence than it had during the war. However, Russia is present. Russia uh, is once again a Mediterranean power because it is going to stay in Syria even while the Americans are going home regarding boots on the ground. So as we look uh, to the future, Russia is still going to play a major part here. Indeed. Well, uh, this is all the time that we have for today. I'd like to thank Dr. Dimu, Professor Inbar, and Mr. Oren for being with us here today. We apologize also for some technical issues that occurred uh, during the program uh, with our connection. But uh, thank you for staying with us for the entire program, and we will see you again uh, very soon next time. Shalom. Thank you for joining us in another Jerusalem Studio podcast. For more content on Israel and its region, we invite you to visit our website at tv7israelnews.com and follow us on social media.